Hey Grats, what's going on here? Hope you are all doing well. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 9 of the Blackhawks Ringcast. At the same time, this is going to have a little bit of a different flair to it. We are going to do a look around the league. So welcome to an NHL Ringcast, if you will. My name is Andy Campbell. As I said, I am here with the two with two of the regulars, two beauties. I have to go with Sean Fitzgerald first. Sean, your look tonight is second to none. Tell us what's going on here. Great to see you, buddy. Yeah, great to be here, Andy. So I'm wearing a Dwight Schrute ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> it, it says, um, I can't even, uh, with or without Dwight, I believe. Oh, let all Christmases be Dwight. Let all Christmas. Okay, perfect. I get and then it. a Montreal Expos hat. Yeah. From 47 that I actually bought in Montreal. No when kidding. I, I visited Montreal. Uh, part of a, a Canada trip in 2016. I went to the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. Spent a couple of days in Toronto. We uh, went to Montreal. I've got to be like outside the Bell Center. Didn't get to go in because obviously it was a summer. But it's a beautiful city. Montreal's it's awesome nice. time. I highly nice recommend it. I love it. I love it. I mean, I, and I, your, your sweatshirt, may all your Christmases be Dwight. Um, I mean, I, the dad jokes are just oozing out. Oh yeah. I've got, I've got a lot of sick myths and stuff like that stuff too. And also joining us is the Bard who's representing the U tonight with his cap game at Bardo. It's all about the U. (laughs) Bard, how's it going, man? And, um, little swag. Oh, all right. Oh yeah. I like it. I like it. Well, welcome back Bard. Uh, before we begin, a little shout out to our sponsors, www.puckhockey.com. If you're interested in some rink gear, use discount code the rink in all caps for 10% off. 100 bucks gets you a free t shirt. So check out some of our gear with the holidays coming up. Hey, what could be better? What could be better than some rink rack gear? I myself am rocking a, a tribute jersey to Skyline High School Hockey to my nephew, Jack Bazzani. Thank you for the Jersey Skyline Hockey in Ann Arbor, Michigan in A2. Uh, they're bound for success this season. We're going to be following them. We love them. Big shout out to the state of Michigan going through a tough time. Uh, but a shout out to Skyline Hockey and, uh, and all the guys uh, in the locker room there. So anyway, fellas, in the midst of another thrilling and epic Blackhawks season, we're going to take a little bit of a breather from talking about our beloved Hawks, though I'm sure that they will come up time and time again during this podcast unfortunately uh probably not in great taste uh but that said let's let's take a little bit of a look at the nhl in general so what we're going to do tonight folks we're going to go division by division we're going to break it down we're going to go a little off script a lot of us have been watching a lot of hockey in these cold months and we're going to take a look um we're going to we're going to start coast to coast and we're going to start out west and we'll get some arguing we'll get some things going here but the first thing we're going to talk about the first division is the, is the Pacific. And we want to break down who's looking good, who's a big disappointment, who's going to come around the corner, who are the surprise teams. So I'm going to start with the Pacific, and then we're going to shift over to the Central, the Metro, and then the Atlantic. Fellas, feel free to chime in and interrupt me at any time. When you look at the standings in the, in the Pacific right now, it's a little bit of a log jam. You've got going into tonight, you've got four teams. Uh, over 30 points right now, and the Calgary Flames are leading the way. Any of you guys surprised about that? I didn't really see this happening, um, just because it seems like it's been the Knights division of late, and everyone's waiting for the Oilers to come out and to and to just start dominating. 
But I think the Blake Coleman pickup's been huge. That's been big. The other thing is right now, Markstrom might be the Vesna leader with his 1.83 goals against average. And then they've been getting balanced scoring. You know, you got Johnny Hockey, Lindholm, Kachuk are great. And then you've got, you know, their third line of Lucic on the flank, Monahan and Dubé might be one of the better third lines in hockey. Yeah. Yeah. I, Lucic with kind of a, a renaissance here. I left the guy for dead. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Several years. Uh, when he was with, uh, was it Edmonton? Yeah, he was Boston, with? Edmonton. With Edmonton, Boston. Yeah. After he left Boston, he was pretty much terrible. Yeah. Until now with uh, Calgary. But the glue that brings all this together is Daryl Sutter. He's an excellent yeah, he's coach. Awesome. Yeah, he so is. He does look coach. like the um, – the guy from Sesame Street, though. But sure yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. No, that, that much is clear. Sam the Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. So and uh, let's not forget former Blackhawk Nikita Zadorov is Zadorov, also. Yeah. Big contract year. Majiapani, one of their wingers, has been scoring. He's been lights out, particularly yeah. on the road. He's been awesome. Um, so they've had a great start. Um, they've been, you know, awesome to date. And Monahan, Sean Monahan, he's been in the league for maybe eight or nine years right now. He's only 27. I didn't realize that he was still that young. Mm-hmm. And Dubé's a young guy too. The, the problem with the Flames though right now is they're really in, they're in win now mode and they don't have a lot of parts to move and they don't have a lot of cap space if they want to pick anyone up. Yeah, they have some bad um, contracts and they really don't have any like assets that they really want to give up. That's how right. the problem. So, so they're, I mean, they're, they're, right. they're going to have to ride this out. Guy. Yeah. yeah. So, so they're going to have to ride this out and see where see where it goes. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go top to bottom right now. The Edmonton Oilers, um, you know, hey, maybe the most fun team to watch in the NHL. You know, typically by two guys um, with Drysaddle and 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 McJesus and McDavid, but Darnell Nurse, one of the premier defensemen in the NHL, you know, they're currently in second place right now. Shawnee, you and I have talked about this a lot. Are the Oilers finally going to get past that point? I think Hyman has been a big pickup for them. Um, that's certainly been huge. Will Duncan Keith be that leader in the playoffs? Who's to say? I, the goaltending is huge. Is a big issue though. Yep, that's. I, I think that that's that's the problem. Is can they, you know, can they can can Mike Smith be the guy that he once was? And I don't know if he can. I don't. Yeah, we talked about uh, a couple times too how like Mark Andre Fleury would be a perfect fit for them if they had any cap space, but they don't. Um, he'd be a, just a, an absolutely perfect fit for them because that's what they need, but they don't have any space. And Mike Smith currently hurt. He's on injured reserve. Right. So right now they're riding um, – they're riding uh, Miko Koizanen. I'm going to – Gates probably laughing right now that I butchered his name. <laughs> so uh, yeah. it almost sounds like Hanu Koivinen I just said there. So. <laughs> there you go. You know, the Edmonton, similar to, to Toronto, is Edmonton, we, we just don't know what you're going to get from them defensively. Right. And yeah. I know they made yeah. some additions, you know, Duncan Keith, but he's not Duncan Keith of six, seven years ago. No. You know, he's no, a he's much, not. much older player. Right. Um, sure, he can I, help them in, in a lot of ways, but, you know, this is going to come down to defense and also goaltending for them. Yeah. Yeah, they got Tyson Berry. Um He's another defenseman that they added this season, or they've had him for the last two years. Yeah. Shortish guy, but I mean, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, and I can they can they get that secondary scoring, you know, yeah. from the Nugent Hopkins of the world? You know, I mean, is this is this one of those what Winnipeg did last year, where let's just focus on their first line and then we'll win the series? Yeah. And they they walked away with that with no problem. 
Probably. I mean, unfortunately, and I think Edmonton's hamstrung too by the amount of money you just had to pay Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. Right. Like they can't really. They can't they do make a lot them, more. Right. And if you make a mistake or somebody gets hurt, you don't have, right. you don't have the flexibility to fix it. No, it's not there. It, it, so I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they could be electric. I still think they'll finish in the top three. Um, yeah, I know, think they're still in the playoffs in that yeah, division. Um, I think they'll be one of three teams and, and I, I apologize. I was going down. I wanted to go first place downward. I leapfrogged the ducks, uh, to get to the Oilers and the ducks right now are sitting in second place in the division. And I will go right now to say that's the surprise team for me, at least mm-hmm. I think with this youth movement they have is awesome. And I don't think anyone thought that it would come this early. I mean, Trevor's egress probably will be rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. I think yep. we're, we're looking at that right now. Um, Troy Terry uh, has and will cool off. I think yep. from that, that really, really hot start that he had. Milano's looked good of late. Obviously, he had that dandy goal the other night, but he really, you know, he's all of a sudden lit a fire in the last few games. Drysdale is 19 years old. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ludstrom's been playing well. He's 21. You still have the veteran 28-year-old Hampus Lindholm. He's 28. Go. Yeah. Like, he's been around forever. I know. Gibson's then, a good goalie. And, Gibson's. Um, yeah, and then so Shattenkirk's good. playing all right for them. Right. And then their their number one pick from last year played nine games before going down to his junior team, Mason McTavish. So they've got an 18-year-old who at, who at some point is going to be able to jump up. But, I mean, we're talking – all the guys we just mentioned, you know, are 24 or younger. Yep. And and so, I mean, I, this this team has a really, really bright future. It's not on Getzlaff anymore to carry the load. He's got guys around him now. Um, Now, the interesting thing about the Ducks is – I. I don't think they're going to finish in the top three. I, I think that other teams are going to catch them. I have the top three right now as the Flames, Oilers, and the Knights. I think that the Ducks could possibly be a wild card team. What they decide to do at the deadline, I'm very curious about because they've got about $15 million in cap space right now, which is nuts to think about. Now, if they're smart, if they're traje- trajecting towards a wild card bid, and if maybe if they just miss it, they should not do a whole lot, I don't think. Right. At the deadline. Stockpile picks. Stockpile picks. And or if they they do, they take on somebody's bad contract to help out a team to acquire assets. Sure. They don't they don't mortgage don't give up anything of value on your end. They right. keep but, keep, keep all their go value. Into the, go into the summer with a lot of money. Yeah. No, and then just continue to get younger and younger and younger around these kids. I mean, I, I think this will be one of the more exciting teams to watch of the future. They might make the playoffs this year. I think it will be as a wild card team. I don't think that they'll sneak into that top three. Um, it's too bad they, we can't watch them more given the time change. Yeah, I can um, see them going for some cheap depth um, in terms could. of like you know if you look at a team like Philadelphia, that's probably going to have a fire sale. But if you find someone there like a Derek Broussard once he's healthy, right. a guy that can play wing or center, that's a good bottom look. six. Yeah. You know, and the guys play in the playoffs. I mean, there is some value with putting these kids through a playoff run, even if yeah. it's a first round loss or if it's just making a run. It's also a mindset, too. Mm-hmm. So if you can say, you know what, you guys have been playing really, really well. We want to go for it. Let's make a couple of small ish moves without mortgaging the future. Yeah. The, the cap space is there. And if you get a couple of, you know, cheap forwards or, or a defenseman, 
you know, that could, you know, help the mindset of the team. It shows also that the organization's committed to winning. Yeah. Too. I mean, I, this could be, yeah. And I, Shawnee, I like your take too. They could take on another contract that still has term on it. Yeah. Trade for yeah. a player for yeah. a while, not a rental. Yeah. That, that's actually something they could possibly do, or they could look towards 2022, 23 and be a good trading partner with Chicago Blackhawks for one Jonathan Taves. Um, they, yeah, or they they could look at Tampa. And Tampa yep. could move some money, but also give them draft capital to free right. up space so they can go do something. Like yep. they're in a great spot just because like their salary cap space is an asset where oh, they can yeah. they can acquire they can use they can manipulate it any way they want, which is right. which is phenomenal. And I just counted they they have seven guys over seven or eight guys over thirty. Like that's a lot. That's, that's not that many compared to like the oldest team I in mean, the NHL, playing. the Dallas Stars, yeah. but who have, I think their whole roster is over 30. Yeah, that's too right. Bad. It should be interesting. And I mean, I, I know we're all Hawk fans. And so I throw out Jonathan Taves in my wish list of having him traded one day. This might be one of the only teams that can stomach it if, if the Blackhawks next year ate half of his salary and he went to a contender. Um, but at any rate, well, that's, that's wait and see mode, but a very exciting team to watch. The Knights have not come out of the gate very well. The Golden Knights, a lot of that is not their fault. They're fourth in the division right now. They've been really dinged up. Um, Max Pacioretty um, has been banged up. They have not gotten very much scoring. They're waiting on Eichel. And when that happens, things could change quickly because where they are sputtering is offensively. I think this team will finish in the top three, if not win the division. I'm going to pick Edmonton to win the, the division, the Flames to pick third or to finish third. And I think the golden Knights are going to be second. Um, and then I think that they'll be able to make a cup run if, and only if Robin Leonard starts playing like Robin Leonard, um, love Robin Leonard. A lot of people do great advocate for the sport, uh, great advocate for mental health. Uh, but right now, I mean, his goals against average is over three and he's got a 10 and nine record and he just hasn't been that sharp. And they gave up a Vesna trophy winning goaltender to prioritize Robin Leonard. And so, you know, there is pressure on him um, and they are in win now mode. They might have a little cash to make a move here and there. Um, but I and they obviously, like I said, they haven't had the start. But I, I fully expect them, you know, to come out guns blazing in the second half of the season. And once Eichel's around, I really think they can pick it up. So any thoughts on Vegas, you guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the the best for them is yet to come. I think they just yeah. need to get healthy. Um, you know, they sort of limped a little bit through the first half. Yet, you know, here they are. They're still kind of hanging around, but they haven't played their best hockey yet. Um, they may make a move at the deadline, or it's, you know, it just depends on the cap if they could make that work. But you know, it comes down to just getting guys healthy. You know, especially if they yeah. get Eichel healthy, that'd be great. Right. No, that'd be huge. Yeah, I agree with all yeah. of that. I mean, that leads us to the fifth place team in the division. They're still kind of hanging around, kind of floating on a playoff spot. I'm not a believer in the San Jose Sharks um, right now. Uh, you know, they're, they're listen to these names. This is their top five scorers. Meyer, who's maybe 28 years old. And then listen to these guys, Couture, Hurdle, Carlson, Burns. So it's a lot like, you know, the, the makeup of the San Jose Sharks right now are kind of a lot like Stonehenge. You know, you're not exactly sure how they got there. and You're not sure how they're still standing either. Um, you know, just kind of a big mystery. 
And I mean, I, you know, Carlson is on the hook for 11.5 million a year for the next five years. And, and Burns is on a big contract too. Yeah. $8, $8 million a year for three more years. They could move Thomas Hurdle is in a contract year right now. And I think that'd be their best idea because I don't, I still think, I don't think they'll make a wild card spot. I think they'll be on the outside looking in and, and trading Thomas Hurdle to a contender. There'll be a lot of takers on that. Yeah, for sure. He's still relatively youngish. He's not 30 yet. Yeah. But I think if that he... they're, you know, they're the bulk of their contracts are for players that, you know, for, for what they've contributed yesterday. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously we're used to tough contracts in Chicago and I think that they've fallen victim to the same deal. And so, Doug Wilson, former Chicago Blackhawk. Great. Is the one who gave out most of these deals. He sure did. He sure did. Now, a lot of people yeah, would look I, at, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bardo. No, I was just going to say, I, I think of San Jose in many ways, like the Blackhawks and like the Bruins, they have, you know, a lot of older players and, and bad contracts. So, Right. It's you know they're they're a team that just really needs to rebuild because if you ask me today I don't know who their young core is like who are you building around you know Meyer yeah. I get it he's they in his prime and he's a, he's a good he's a good player but um, you know he, you're not rebuilding around him so it's like who is the core of this team who is yeah. where's where's the Zgrass and the Drysdale etc they don't have that no. right and they're they're still riding James Reimer. Yeah, like James Reimer is their goalie right now. When's the last time James Reimer has actually been good? Yeah, for right. like he's not a guy. He's not the guy. He never yeah. will be. He's a tandem guy. Yeah, I mean they're they're going to be stuck in neutral for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that much is clear. And and another team who might seem like they're in a similar position, you know the you know the sixth place team in the division is the L.A. Kings, but they've got a little bit more going on, I think, than than San Jose does. I mean they, you know, they signed Denault. Was that the right thing to do, or Dano? Excuse me. Um, I don't. I don't know if signing Dano for five million a year, while they still have you know their aging vets, you know, with Kopitar and Dowdy is on the hook for five more years at eleven million dollars. Um, another one that that contract is tiring. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Dustin Brown finally comes off the books. I don't finally. Oh, yeah, I don't think you could get much of a return for him if you move him at the deadline. Something minimal. Um, yeah, move them. I think you move them to Europe, where it yeah. should have been like three years ago. I mean, you could you could get maybe like a future considerations. Um, yeah, maybe Buffalo like will take them. Yeah, but so, then but then they've got Edler coming up the book coming off the yeah. books. Mata's contract is expiring. What I do like what the Kings are doing right now is they're not rushing their prospects, <laughs> and they're doing it the way that you should do it. Turcotte is in his second season in the AHL, and a lot of people are saying, "Well, when is he coming up? When is he coming up?" He doesn't need to right now. Right. There's no point. They're developing him. They're trying to make him into a goal scoring threat in how to be a professional. They're doing the same thing with Quentin Byfield um, on the back end. And when you're not in win now mode and you have those contracts, that's what you should be doing with your prospects. Um, that that's how that's how they get better. So I, you know, I know that they've got guys that are being paid for their Stanley Cup runs mm-hmm. uh, that they had last, you know, a decade ago. But at the same time, I, I praise management for doing the right things with their prospects because uh, those those kids will be good at some point, and maybe the cap will go up a little bit where they can actually get competitive again. Yeah, so I think. Go ahead, Bardo. Oh uh, yeah, no, I was going to say with, with the Kings, it's interesting. It's like they had a little bit of success last year, if I recall, and I, I think they got a little bit um, jumpy, if you will, um, in terms of you know saying, okay, well maybe we can win 
make another run with this mix. And that's why they made the move for Deneau, um, a guy who's in his prime, who can do a lot of things, who can do a lot of things for them except score. But um, I think they just got a little bit jumpy. They had the cap yeah. room, but but quite frankly, they are loaded with prospects. And, and I agree, yeah. Andy, with what you said, that they don't have to rush them because no. right now they can just play out these contracts, let those kids marinate um, for a while. There's, there's no rush for them to contend. They're coming off a decade where they won two cups. So quite frankly, they, they, they're fine. They're, they're in their arrows going up because eventually these contracts are going to come off the books one way or another, either by expiration or by trade. So this is, this is a team I think you got to keep an eye out for because yeah. they are loaded with prospects. I'm yeah, with you. Also a lot of people have actually, yeah. you know, have been disappointed in him. I, I, I think he's yeah. fine. And I know he's had some injuries, but you know what? Let him marinate. Yeah. Let him, and, let him figure it out. And I don't want to give credit to Laz again, but I think Laz, <laughs> Mark Lazarus is the one who compared the LA Kings, to, like said the, the Blackhawks should have been doing what the LA Kings have done. Right. And now that we're talking the LA Kings farms or prospect pool is stacked. Yeah. And it looks great. It looks, and that's what they, they decided a couple years ago. Um, the general manager's name is escaping me after they got rid of um, Dean Lombardi. They just, they decided this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And they've stuck to the plan and, like next year or the year after, like we're going to be talking about the LA Kings in contention for a playoff spot or winning that division. Yep. And that they decided to make the move. They do. They hung on to players a little bit too long too, but they didn't, they're not, they're not in limbo. Le- yeah. At least yeah. the needles going up with the Kings. No, they're in a good place. They're in a good, they're making good decisions. They're making good decisions, which, uh, you know, unfortunately leads us to. Oh, it's I Rob Blake. Was- yeah. Rob Blake is the GM. Rob Blake. Yeah. And I will, that, that unfortunately gives us a tough transition to what could easily be the most disappointing team in that division. And that's the Vancouver Canucks. Mm. Um, they're a hot mess. I mean, where do you begin? Obviously they, you know, they're hiring Bruce Boudreau. Jim Rutherford is taking over as Rutherford, Rutherford, Jeez. Rutherford. Rutherford. <laughs> taking, oh. taking, <laughs> taking over as a, you know, president and, and interim GM for now, while they try to figure that out. Their on-ice product has been brutal. Um, and two years ago, I don't think anyone saw this coming. I mean, I or I certainly didn't. I'll use eye language. But I remember a couple years ago when you looked at guys, Horvat, Brock Besser, Hughes, Demko coming up. Patterson. Um, and Elias Peterson. Peterson. Peterson, Peterson, who's been awful this year. Mm-hmm. Um, like still have like veterans like Harmonic, like – yeah, they've been bad. Yeah, and so it, it's um, it's very surprising um, the the output. You know, I will Bedrow ignite a small fire under them for a couple weeks. Sure, uh, where they go from now, I don't know. I mean, do they start thinking about trading JT Miller and some other guys? Um, but I mean, and they're really unfortunately this is their team though. I mean, if you look at their contracts, most of these guys are under contract for a little while. Mm-hmm. So unless Rutherford or whoever is in charge at the time decides to get very creative, um, I don't know if Boudreaux will be their saving grace and that division is not getting any easier. So, you know, it seemed like they had this window to really start competing and it just didn't happen. Yeah. And I don't think Boudreaux even wants to be there longer than his contract says. I mean, he's got a two year deal unless, you know, they start to really win consistently. He's not going to be there longer than two years. So they're going to have to figure out who they're, um, who their successor is. And I don't know if it's Scott Walker, who's the assistant now, 
right. um, or somebody else. But, you know, it's amazing because they had some of the young players that you brought up as, as you know, and they were looked at as a team that was really on the rise mm-hmm. um, with a nice core of prospects. But now all of a sudden they've just taken a huge step backwards. But, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to trade guys like JT Miller and whoever else. Maybe uh, Hamannick gets dealt, but, you know, there's going to be some contracts. They're going to have to shed some veterans that, that will probably be more useful to other teams, but yeah, no, that that's for sure. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be I, pretty grim there. I do like though, that they went out and they brought in Rutherford to kind of steady the ship here. Like mm-hmm. he's a veteran. They, they, I read that he's, he's going to bring it. He's going to be there to mentor a young GM. Okay. So like they're thinking, they're thinking long-term with this move. Like Rutherford's just going to be like, he's going to pick his guy and hope that they, pick a vision for the future and go that way. I like that. That's, yeah, that's something that kind of appealed to me and yeah. bringing in a veteran coach like Boudreaux. I know Bard isn't high on Boudreaux. No, I'm not either. A, yeah. It, but he's a veteran, he's a veteran coach. Yeah, that's going to get, he's going to get him to, he, they play like Boudreaux's an offensive minded coach. Maybe they'll get him going, scoring goals. Yeah. They're, they're at least they'll have some stability. I think, I think that's what they're lacking. Like right now, Literally, they're in a dumpster fire, and the owner's like, "All right, I'm gonna bring in a fire extinguisher and a fire hose to try to put it out, right. and then we'll start rebuilding." Because, like you said, Patterson's only 23, Quinn Hughes is only 22, Horvat's 26. Like, they still have younger guys. They just gotta. I think it's just a. It's they need somebody to write the ship, and I, I like the what they're doing in terms of bringing in veteran people to try that. Yeah. Got to do something. Had, had to go. I mean, that, that clearly wasn't yeah. it's too bad because I think that, that he really, he really did a good job for a while there. And finally. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, when sometimes you just reach a shelf life um, real quick, just on the Seattle Kraken, obviously, I mean, an expansion team, uh, you know, I think a lot of people were hoping, including our beloved gate, um, you know, that, that they might come out and, and have, you know, a, a golden Knights, Type season, they just don't have the scoring. Um, yeah, they're they're battling. It's not going to take them very long to get an awesome following in that city. Uh, they are a true expansion franchise that's going to have to take some lumps for a while. You know, they've got Maddie Berniers, you know, playing lights out in Michigan. He's a great prospect. They're probably going to have a lottery pick this year, mm-hmm. or hopefully have a lottery pick this year. So, you know, they're going to be able to stockpile picks. I mean, I think that the only thing that they could do maybe to to get a decent return is if Giordano, you know, he just got back from COVID, I believe. If he starts playing well, you know, he's he's coming up on a contract year. He could be a good rental for a and couple of years. And he's, what, 36, 37? 38, yeah. So, I mean, he, he could be a rental for someone out east um, who's trying to make a cup run. Um, and I think that if he does play well, I mean, he's the kind of guy, like, I, I do think you can get a decent return on a rental for him. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that that's maybe where their eyes should be. And but, their goalies just got to start stopping the puck. Well, there's that. Like, yeah, Dreger and like yeah, Grubauer has played pretty much the whole season and Dreger when he did play was terrible. They got to yeah. start writing the ship. Gate yeah. and his podcast went on and on about just how they, they don't even make the saves they're supposed to. No. So, yeah. so I'm going, I'm going to stick to my guns. My original, uh, what we started, I think the Oilers are going to win the division. I think the Golden Knights are going to be right behind them close, and they're going to be playing their best hockey of the year at that point. Um, you know, and then uh, after that, I think the Flames will be third, and then the Ducks might have a shot at a wild card spot, uh, but you might only see three teams from the Pacific. If the Ducks don't get in, the Sharks won't do it. 
Um, and then the rest, uh, you know, they'll just try to better their clubs through clubs through some uh, some moves for the pending off season. So we'll see. Um, but good look at the Pacific. Now we shift we shift to the east, moving east, not too far east, as the Avalanche are in the Central. But let's talk about the Central and uh, what it's got in store for us. And Shawnee, you've got some good thoughts on this, man. Uh, I you're a good. See you. So. Um, the Central Division is led by the surprising Minnesota Wild, uh, 37 points, kind of being led by three scorers, um, by uh, Ryan Hartman, former Blackhawk, Nick Foligno, and That's uh, Erlson Eck. I was going to butcher that name. Yep. Um, so that's a big surprise. Um, Cam Talbot, remember him? Yep. He's their goaltender, playing really well for them. So um, that's why they they also got a solid defensive core. Dumba, Spurgeon, Golgowski. Like, they're just – they're a solid team right now. And they're the division leader. And, um, uh, spoiler alert, they're my biggest surprise. Yep, yep. But Makes sense. The, the next team in the division, the Colorado Avalanche, um, they have not – They've been really injured this season. McCarr's been hurt all year, according to the Athletic. Cadre's hurt. Byron Bohm is injured. Darcy Kemper, also injured. Wow. Um, I personally think they gambled at goalie, letting Grubauer walk. Yeah, that, their that might come back to bite them. Yeah. yeah they put their faith in this. Because their, their second – their number two is currently, like, in the AHL rehab. And uh, I can't remember his name. F something F. And he's getting shelled down there. So they have Jonas Johansson, who's been terrible for them. Um, and then I, Gates said, Darcy Kemper just doesn't wow me. Like, I, I get he was pretty decent with Arizona last year, and he had some good years in Minnesota, but I wouldn't make him your guy. Yeah. And, McKinnon and they just also got his second goal last year. Well, last yeah. night, rather. Who, oh who did? Uh, McKinnon just got his second goal of the season last yeah. night. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and he got hit by Dumba. He got didn't wasn't he the guy who got hit by Dumba Truba. the other night? Truba. He got clocked no, by Truba. 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 That's what yeah. Truba. We Truba. can. We might if we have time, we'll get on the on the Truba thing here because that's. And I think Colorado's mission missing Donskoy. He's with yeah. Seattle now. And here's no, here's a stat. Brandon's father. Yeah. Brandon yeah. Sod. Here's a stat that I found last night too. Um so through 21 games, the Colorado Avalanche last season allowed 50 goals. This season, they've allowed 71 goals. That's outrageous. Yep. Also, they're fourth worst in the faceoff dot with a 46.3 win percentage. Wow. Like they, they were the, they're my biggest disappointment. They were yeah. the sexy pick to win the West. Yeah, a they're, lot of yeah. And the bottom far, line, they lost a lot of good players. They did. They just, they just did. <laughs> Oh. And yeah, so then oh. third in the division, the St. Louis Blues. Um, the Sod Father is playing well for them, but they're mm -hmm. very injured. Bing Binghamton's out with COVID. Bozak's hurt. Falk's hurt. James Neal, Aaron, Robert Thomas. Like they're all, they're just banged up. Yeah. And Steven Stamkos, who um, Seattle probably should have picked isn't scoring. I think he scored what is a ninth goal the other night after 
eighth goal after being sat down and basically not playing an entire period of a game. So they've got some issues. He's had some shoulder problems and surgeries, and there's a whole tension with the team. Yeah, yep. that's where the, the Blues are third in that division. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, do you, Shawnee, do you see Minnesota? I'm sorry to go back to them. Do you see this being sustainable? I don't see. I don't. I don't know. Just because I don't trust Ryan Hartman at all. Yeah, I don't. I mean, how long is he going to be scoring goals for them? He he has twelve. His career high is nineteen with the Hawks <laughs> in sixteen seventeen. He's twelve goals right now through twenty yeah. something games. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm I'm impressed by them because, and I think they're very well coached. Everson can coach. I mean, yeah. think about it. They they whacked uh, Suter and Parisi last year. Yeah, in the off season. And now, all, and they they added a couple of other players in the off season. They right. sort of changed the look and feel of the team a little bit. Um, and now here they are, right back at the top of the division, the quarter pole. So that's that's impressive. That's coaching. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. And I, we've talked about this before, but I mean, they're. Their top four defensemen, Spurgeon, Brodeen, Dumba, and Goligoski, that's damn good. That's a good, yeah. that's a good I mean, that, that's a great, that's a great unit. And I mean, yeah. I don't like I also, I mean, but early September, if you if you said on December 9th, Minnesota Wild, best in the West, come on. No way. Come on. So I don't, you know, do they've got I, I don't know what their cap space situation is like off the top of my head, but I mean they you know, if they're players in this, it looks like they've got, you know, about 2 million to play with. So they're going to have to get somewhat creative, but I don't know that that's, uh, it's interesting. I, I, I'm rooting for them in a sense. I just think it's kind of a cool story and Minnesota should have a good hockey team. Bottom line. Yeah, I can see them a- actually going after and, uh, at, at the deadline, Claude Giroux. Oh, I like Pending that. Free agent leader. Yeah. He can still score. Yeah. You know, 35, 36 years old, but you get him for a little bit of a rental. And give you a little bit of uh, offense in the top six. Yeah. That that would and, be a nice fit. And the XL Energy Center is a great place to be in. Yeah, just awesome. like a great environment. I it saw, is. I saw yeah. the Hawks play the Wild there in 2011, and it right. was awesome. It yeah. was the game where Kane deked out. Um, what's his name in the shootout? Oh yeah, that was Wild Dubnik. Yeah, Dubnik. Dubnik. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What, oh, was, it, was it Dubnik? I don't know, but I remember the move. I remember yep. where I was. I was on the opposite end. I got popcorn and stuff thrown at me after the game. It was yeah, it's good. Though. I said, "Get get home safe, happy folks." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you see anyone climbing in that um, division? You just went through the top three, but I mean, there's a couple other decent teams. I mean, can Dallas? They sputtered, but what do you think, Sean? Can they pick it up here? They're super old. That's, That's my like. I just wonder if a Father Time has caught up to them. They literally. They're the oldest team in the NHL, and they have, I mean, Pavelski's 37. They have Suter for a year. Right. Um, Kudobin is the – Braden Holpe. I will tell you, though, Jake Ottinger needs to be their guy. Like, I know they're wishy-washy with Holpe. Ottinger's their guy. Like, they've got to just let the kid go now. It's not – It's there's right. no more – he's the he's 5-0 and with a 141 this year. He's like, literally they get like, Bishop back, they could make a ready. trade. They they yeah. could make a trade to start getting you know younger and getting some yeah. picks or whatever. But yeah. you got three or four goaltenders that are NHL caliber. I think it's time for them to make a deal. Yeah, yeah. and uh, like their their whole philosophy is literally that they need their goalie to stand on their head because their back end's not very good. They've got to be great on special teams, and that's how they win. Mm-hmm. So if their goaltender is not great, like. 
they're going to lose a lot of games. And they just got smoked the other night. I think they gave yeah. up their winning streak ended. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know what they, I mean, they, they don't have a whole lot of space. They've got Klingberg as a UFA, Radulov as a UFA, Pavelski as a UFA. You know, those guys you might want to move away from at some point. Uh, I think, Ra- I think you got to move on away from Radulov. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Radulov has one goal, 10 assists, but yeah. come on. I mean, so they, if they don't climb in a hurry, then they're, they might be moving some chips. Yep. Um, yeah. Winnipeg, Winnipeg is just. Yeah. Winnipeg. Man. Yeah. And the Hawks are, we, we've talked about them in nauseum, like yeah, what they should be doing. Get into them tonight. What about Nash Vegas? Yeah. I'm not, I don't know. I, they're like in between, like they, I think they're, they've just ridden out a bunch of guys that are old again. Like they're older. I've heard that they're thinking, or I've read that they're thinking about if they fall out, but they're going to move Philip Forsberg. Like, I think they should. I think they've, they've missed their window. I mean, I don't, I I was going to say, I think they've maximized that window and I think it's time to rebuild. And I think they're sorry to do that, but I think they need to just go all in. I think Forsberg, if they can, if somebody wants to take Duchesne, but Forsberg, I think it's going to be the, He's 27. Yeah, Johansson will be around. I don't yeah. know. They they have money though. I mean, they've got a ton of money because their their D has almost been their D has been gutted. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, I mean, near championship caliber D. You know, their current cap space right now is about 14 mil. And they're not paying anything to their goaltenders and, either. Yeah. So I mean, I but they, if they sell and get younger and have a lot of money, then in a few years they could get back quickly. But they're gonna have to take a few lumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, and th- this is Gates. Uh, th- I coined the phrase, and Gate likes it. The Nashville Predators were arrogance without pedigree. Yeah, that was the definition of their franchise. Yeah. They were so arrogant; they had no pedigree to behind it. Yeah, now they have banners hanging up in their building. Regular season Western Conference points leader, or whatever. Yeah, that's crap silly. Is. That's just silly. That's like Jeremy Solitan. Yeah, yeah. arrogance and no pedigree. For sure. Yeah, and then. Arizona is an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah, pay your uh, rent, guys. Pay your rent. Pay your yeah. rent guys. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pay your rent. You move the team to Houston. No. Yeah. I mean, I just at Glendale, I've been to a game there. It is so far outside. I mean, they've they've built restaurants in a nice area there, but it's still it is a haul yeah. to get out there for a hockey game. I remember going there with my dad a few years ago. We went, what are we doing? Like, yeah, why are we I was going to the Super Bowl, and I remember that play. That yeah. It's like the stadium, the big toaster oven is so far away no, from the and I, and I, Yeah, and I think it's time, you know, for the league to stop subsidizing, you know, having other owners subsidize the Phoenix Coyotes and, yeah. and, just, and declare it a mistake and move on. Yeah, yes. it, I, don't, I don't understand why. It's just stupid. They moved them. Like, wasn't it a couple of years ago where they had the, the Chamber of Commerce meeting to see if they were even going to keep the team in town? Yeah, like this has been that. happening for how many years? And yeah, it's mod- moderately embarrassing. Yeah, go go to you need to go to like Houston probably could sustain a team like or you move you move the franchise to Quebec City, right? Put it in a smaller arena. They'll love it up there in Quebec City, and they'll go insane and they'll sell out all the time. And it'll yep. be it'll be fun. It'll yep. be great. Yep. Kansas City is also a dark horse. Watch out for them because they built nice. Kansas City. Better. They, they love preseason games. They they want some. Yep. They hockey love game. their their big hockey, a big soccer city. Yep. Like they have minor league hockey there. Like they do it right in Kansas City. Yep. Yeah, I've been to a game at 
arrowhead for the chiefs and it's they do it right there like they their fans are their fans are into it i think they they could support a hockey a hockey team i definitely don't think milwaukee's a choice though no No, not not yet not right now Uh, sean who wins the division i am going to say that colorado gets healthy and colorado wins the division okay they take it i think minnesota hangs on to the Minnesota yep. hangs on to the third spot. Yep. And then I think St. Louis is probably in at two. Yep. Okay. That's where I'm going with that. But yeah, like the um, another surprising stat about the Central Division: 93 goals between Hartman or Hartman, Felino, and Erlis Eck have 34 goals. Minnesota has 93, which is second in the NHL. Damn. Those are your three leading scores. Like unbelievable. How is that? It's just, it's I'm sorry, but we don't know. Yeah. Minnesota is just insane. Like they might be the surprise of the NHL this season. Yeah. Weird and wild so. stuff, as they say. Yes. Wild for sure. <laughs> we wild hey, out. Yeah. Hey, good stuff, Shawnee. Good recap. Love it. Love it. Um, moving on uh, eastward, we go. The Bardo is going to give us a rundown of maybe the division with arguably the most exciting hockey being played right now. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, when you turn yeah. on the TV and, and these teams in the Metropolitan are on, yeah, it's fast, it's energetic, it's awesome. Tell us more, Bardo. It's it's yeah. loaded. I mean, right at the top, you got the Caps, um, leading division, top five offense, top five defense, um, 12th in Corsi, four percentage. I mean, they're, they're a solid five-on-five team. Um, Ovechkin is having arguably one of his best seasons ever. He's certainly going to be an MVP candidate if it That's wasn't insane. for him. McDavid guy, um, you know, they dealt with a lot of injuries up front and they're here. They are at the top of the division. I mean, where I think they can get better is in net. I mean, this would be a nice spot for Mark Andre Fleury. I mean, yeah. would he go to the caps? Would he accept a trade there? I don't know, but I mean, this is a team to me that definitely needs to upgrade in goal in goal. So yeah. um, they, they, they might have the cash to do it too. I, I, I'm not sure. I don't know what their cap space looks like, but you know, yeah. they're they're a team to watch. I mean, you know, they're they're well run. They could certainly. So they have their, currently. No, sorry. Five, no. Go ahead. About five point two million. Yeah, just so they about. could do it at a at a prorated deal. They wouldn't. Yeah. That's very doable. That's, that's LTIR space, though. But yeah. Yeah, yeah right. That's doable. That's right, because Backstrom's on the LTIR. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think they're yeah projected is a little bit lower than that. That's for sure. But still, good call on the flurry. Yeah. Uh, second place, you got the Rangers, who are you know certainly a little bit of surprise, maybe ahead of their you know development. Um, you know, Shosturkin has arguably been one of the better goaltenders in, in the league, but once again, he's hurt. I mean, it, it just always seems to happen with him. Um, Adam Fox has been playing in Norris Trophy level. He might even be better this year than he was last year. Um, the power play has been at or near the top ten. Kreider has been going off. Um, he's one of the league leaders in goals. Where this team, I think, has has issues here is five on five. They are one of the worst offensive teams, five on five. And what's funny is last year they really controlled possession and they weren't as good. Their record wasn't uh, wasn't right. as good. But right. they are not a good five on five team. And if you want to be a good playoff team, you guys know this. You know you got to be better five on five. It's kind of how they it lack, works. Yeah, they lack secondary scoring. You know they've been linked to guys like Jake DeBrusque and others. Um, but Feeling I just strong, find that their top guys, 
Yeah, I mean, Mika, uh, Mika hasn't scored yet. Uh, you know, Zibanejad, he's he's very, very streaky as yeah. the top center. <clears throat> and then, um, hello, Capo Caco and Alex uh, Lafreniere. Yeah. Where you been? Where, Where you been? been? Yeah. I don't want to hear about the, the two stuff. Yeah. Everybody's dealt with the COVID stuff. Yeah. I don't want to hear about that. You were the second pick and the number one pick, and you don't score. I don't give two shits about, about uh, possession numbers. <laughs> I don't care about possession numbers. That's yeah. all nice. You are paid to score goals. Score some freaking goals. Wow. Sorry. Wow. Love it. No, love the, the bar getting after it. So, Bardo, not a believer. Not a believer in the blue shirts, necessarily. I think they could be a playoff team. I'm yeah. not going to sit here and tell me that tell you that they're a cup contender. They are not yeah. a cup contender yet. Got it. Yet. Okay. So probably playoffs. Probably playoffs. Probably playoffs. About that. Okay. Let's go third place, Carolina. I love Ooh, Carolina. I like they were my team. That's a great team. Yeah. Beginning of the season, they were my team to come out of the East. I still love them. I still believe in them. Top yeah. ten offense. Top three defensively. Their power play can be better, and I think that's a product of guys like you know Shvetnikov, you know, getting yeah. better. Um, you know, the penalty Smith. kill is top five. Uh, five on five play, they're one of the best in the league. Yeah. Um, COVID hurt their D a little bit. Um, you know, Seb- Sebastian Ajo has been emerging as a tight. We saw it in the playoffs. You know, was it a year or two ago? But now he's really coming on as a top flight all around player in the league. Yeah. You know, I love Seth Jarvis, the rookie. Smaller center who, who can – yeah, he, he's got skill. He can stick handle. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting. That controversial move they made in the offseason with uh, Kota Kanemi, um, they moved him from wing to, to fourth-line center, and it's worked. So yeah. they're a strong team now down the middle. Um, yeah, I was a little I was a little iffy on Freddie Anderson, but you know what? He's played well. I think he's yeah. got a better defense. Yeah, he's, in front he gets of a bad rap from when he played in Anaheim and Toronto. He's actually a pretty yeah, good goal. The defense sucked in front of him, and now yeah. actually he's got a really good defense. And, and yeah. certainly, they certainly do not they do not miss Dougie Hamilton one bit. No, not, not at all. That's the best thing they did was walk away. Yeah, no, they don't because you yeah. want to know something. At like what, at ninety percent of the cost, they got Tony D'Angelo, and and he's yeah. been he's been good. Nice value pick. He's been terrific. Yeah. You know? So what what are they missing? What yeah. are they missing? Do they do they need to get apart or can they ride this out? I I think I, if I were to give them one thing, I would say they could use another top six scorer because if yeah. Svechnikov can't produce on the power play, I think that you know one more winger would help them. Okay. Um, you know, maybe somebody from you know from Dallas if there's a free agent there that they, that or free agent to be that they can get uh, one of their scorers. I mean, if they could afford it. I mean, to me, that would be somebody um, that, that they could look at. Definitely yeah. a veteran, a veteran yeah. scorer, maybe somebody who has cup experience or something like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but I, I, I like Carolina a lot. I mean, I love Carolina. Legit, I think yeah. they're a lock for that top three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Washington Absolutely. Carolina are a lock for the top three. Yeah, I um, think that that makes total sense. Yeah. Moving on for Pittsburgh, um, you know, look, solid start. <laughs> even though they, Eric Andrews wants them to get Taves, by the way. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> um, or start, start. I mean, Crosby and Malkin, um, and they've had col- you know have had injuries. They've dealt with yeah. COVID issues. Um, you know, their defense and their goaltending is why they're they're you know they're actually winning. Tristan Jerry is probably the most hated player uh, in Pittsburgh, and and all of a sudden he's actually I, I would put him in the Vesna conversation. Okay, he's had a okay. really really good start. 
under two G GAA and and a nine thirty uh, save percentage. That's yeah. pretty good. Well, Malkin yeah. coming back do much to change it? Can they crack the top three when Malkin gets back? I mean, he's been out for a while. Or are we kind of like, you know, Gino's getting old here? That's my concern is age on this team. And yeah. I just don't know. I mean, they'll go tooth and nail, I think, with the Rangers. But I, I would probably yeah. put the Rangers maybe ahead of them, maybe because they're a little bit younger. Right. Um, well, and there's, there's, six point, there's six points behind Carolina for the three spot right now. Yeah. And I, and I, I think those top three are just going to keep winning games, though. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. Know. They're just be, I mean, it like there'd be so much ground to make up. Yeah, and Malkin or if and they, Rust are if they got in, they just get bounced yeah. early. I don't think they'll have any. It's yeah. going to take everything they have to get in. Right. Yeah, and and Gunsel just got hurt, so it's like yeah. it's like they get two yeah, back and they lose one. So right. Yeah, he's weak the week. Yeah. yeah. Um, Columbus is interesting. I mean. I, I would say Columbus is the most surprising team in the division, believe it or not, unless you want to say from a negative perspective, it's the Islanders, but Columbus on the positive right. side, yeah. 13 and 11 for a team that was supposed to be, you know, in the basement. And, yeah. and after all the players they lost, I mean, that's a credit to Brad Larson. Brad Larson's done a great job. I mean, Boone Jenner's yeah. had a really good year. They've got a lot of other young players. Um, you know, Blackhawks legend Adam Boquist has, has you know six goals already. I mean, starting <laughs> out pretty well. So, so we're talking about you we're know? talking about Metro teams, Carolina and Columbus, who are pretty good up through December, who chose not to pay defensemen money. Yep. Yeah. You know, they don't miss Seth Jones. Yep. No. Yeah. Now uh, I mean, they definitely don't. They're better I mean, than the Blackhawks. Well, they're not good. They're not good. They're not good defensively. Right. And they give up a ton of goals, but I mean, would neither you is Seth Jones. <laughs> what? That's he said true neither too. is Seth Jones, which is a very he, he's a he's a defenseman, but he doesn't play defense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, and I, I think this team is going to look to move uh, Corpusalo on in net. I mean, I think they were hoping he was going to be number one, but Merzlikens is has played better and and he got the big deal, so I think he's the guy that's going to get moved. Um, you know, their special teams are sort of middle of the pack, but, um, you know, we're, we're going to learn more about them after this month because they have 14 games in the month of December. So it's going to be kind of a make or break month for them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, that's big time. Christmas comes, but once a so, year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, um, the black. Oh, Jonathan Tay's breaking news. First goal of the season. Power. Oh, that's goal. what Eric was. Oh. There you go. Sorry. Hey, sorry. miracles happen. It's, it's the time of miracles. I know we're taking a break from our Hawks tonight. <laughs> what else? Are you, and then you get the, yeah. the cellar dwellers in the Metro. Um, going quick, for you guys. Yeah. I mean, the, the, look, the devils are a game over 500. They have, they played most of the season without Jack Hughes, which has been tough. He just came back, but I mean, they have quite a, you know, a handful of good young players, but um, honestly, this is a team that just needs a lot more talent. Um, I would call them probably at best a mediocre team, but yeah. you know, again, if they could figure out a way to tighten up defensively, maybe they can make some noise. But I'm just not seeing it. But they got Dougie Hamilton. What's that? They got Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot okay. about him. Uh, um, well, for the Flyers, I mean, they're a total disaster. If you want a more of an yeah. image, if you saw the uh, the video of the dog that went on to the ice and pooped in the center ice on right on their logo. <laughs> There's a video out there. Go look. Go look that up. They had. I things will like, definitely um, be looking for that. That's oh nice. yeah. There's Hilarious. no question. Yes, that's a microcosm of them. They're going to be trading guys left and right. So yep. they got a ton of free agents to be Keith Yandel, Justin Braun, 
Um, you know, Keith Yandel's cheap too, only 900K. He's going to get blown up. What's that? Keith Yandel's only a 900K. Yeah. Because of the bias. And, and, and they've got the, the great Mike Yo as their interim coach. I know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Andy, I hate to tell you this, but you've jinxed the Islanders. I, I they ruined it. I am so sad about it. Up. Should have worn my Islanders hat tonight. Man, what a yeah, they're, they're, the 13-game road trip plus the COVID outbreak and injuries, they've just been a disaster. Their offense has been terrible. They just don't score. You know, the Pollock injuries killed them. Yeah. You know, they, they, they've still killed penalties, big whoop. But, um, you know, Dobson and Wallstrom have shown signs of playing well. But here's the reality with the Islanders. I can't count them out. And I'll tell you why. I love Trotz oh. as a coach. Oh, he's the I, best. Yeah. He's, he's, he's the best coach, coach in the NHL. They're, By far. Here's the thing. There's three things. Number one, they're well coached. Number two, they're going to get healthy. And yep. number three, they play most of their games at home. And I know they haven't won a game yet at home, but right. that's going to turn around. We know that's not going to last. Yeah. And and other teams are going to come back to the pack. So there's a chance that wow. they could make a run to a wild card spot. Would I bet on it? No. But, you know, they, they've, they've been certainly probably the league's biggest disappointment or one of. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's I wouldn't close the door on them. Right. Yeah. I, I and I it's so disappointing because they they do have talent. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I mean, think I picked them to go to the cup. I, I picked them to win the so Stanley. Cup. I picked them to win the Stanley Cup this year. And I think a lot of that I thought a healthy Anders Lee, who has not been very healthy this year. I thought that the addition of Chara was really going to make a difference. Um, you know, the, they have to pay Dobson. He's an RFA. Yeah. They're going to need to figure that out. They don't have a ton of money to operate with. Um, they're, you know, they're going to have to make, you know, some moves that, you know, they're, they're going to have to figure some things out. What do they, Cal Clutterbuck is going to be a UFA. Um, you know, do you, do you re-sign him at 34? Do you let him walk and you look elsewhere, which is probably what you want to do. But I mean, they're defensemen that are regulars. I mean, Sallow, you know, Andy Green, do you pay him? Sebastian Ajo is an RFA as well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they, they will have, they still have a lot of guys coming back and I don't, you know, a lot of those guys that were so influential for them, you know, that took it to seven games with the Tampa Bay lightning, you know, the Bolivier's of the world and the Josh Bailey's and Pajot, they just haven't been very good this year. No, they haven't um, scored. I no, mean, they just haven't, you know, really Bailey, they're, just, they're just not playing. I mean, they're Bailey just has one goal. Yeah. I mean, they're just not, they're just Nelly not. has one goal. Palmieri's got one goal. Bo yeah. Villiers uh, three. Not scoring. Uh, three. I mean, not good. Yeah. No. So, um, you know, I, uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. Cause I love their makeup and, uh, and I, and I, and they, they're a really fun. Like last year, they were so much fun to watch a lunch pail gang, you know, a, a punch in and punch out group, you know, just really, really, you know, gritty guys and not a goon fest and just played really, really hard hockey and are well coached. So I'm always rooting for the Islanders. I'll always Here's root for what it comes down to, yeah. you know, even if this year is a down year or whatever it is, I mean, yeah. you could never count out Lou Lamb or, or yep. Trots. They'll get this thing figured out. You know, yep. those guys are two of the best, you know, to ever do it. They and so, you know, I, I understand there's some age on this team, but there's also quite a few young players and, and I think they'll figure it out and, and I would never count them out and they could be right back here next year, right towards the top. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 they might, you know, there, there is a chance they lose Lane Lambert. 
Um, and I don't know what effect that would have on Trotz. He's been with Lane Lambert for, through all of his winning teams. Mm-hmm. Lane Lambert, everyone is saying, is ready for a head coaching job. He's someone I've said over and over again. I really you love him. Lane Lambert. Yeah, I really mm-hmm. want him to coach the Hawks, and I just love him because of he's a Trotz guy. Yep. You know, if if you if you have a guy that's worked with Barry Trotz that long, I you want that guy on your bench. So as long as he doesn't um, become Todd Reardon 2.0. <laughs> Yeah, that didn't work out so well. Tabor Academy alum, my alma mater, Todd. Ah. Yeah, was the, that was the Washington thing that didn't work out so well, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. Hey, great recap of that Metro. Um, in absence of a fourth, I think we're all going to try to tackle the Atlantic together. Um, if that works for you all, and I, you know, as as we speak right now, the Tampa Bay Lightning have a four to two lead over the Toronto Maple Leafs, and uh, a matchup of two of the three uh, top teams in that division. I, I mean, I, I think I would venture to say, you know, Boston hasn't played very many games. I mean, their schedule is they've played five less games than most of the teams in the league, and that's not a COVID thing. Their schedule has just been wacky. Um, and the, according to Mike Milbury, they have to move um, Patrice Berger. Yeah, that. time to move on from that. Yeah, so I we'll we'll get to that in a second. I definitely want to talk about that. But I, you know, it seems like this is a Florida division right now. Um, yeah. You know, I I. The Maple Leafs are doing what they've been doing the last few years, which is showcasing fantastic regular season hockey. Yep. And the big question mark is when that postseason rolls around and they will be in it, do they have the tools to win a seven game series, win it convincingly and, you know, just and and produce, you know, Boston has had their number in those series in years past. Will they be matched up against Boston early? Who's to say? But I, the Leafs right now are in a deadlock with the Florida Panthers, who I personally think are the best team in the division. Um, and I, I think the Florida Panthers have all the tools. But, I mean, what are the Leafs missing? Can the Leafs get there? Or, or are we just going to see this? Is this song going to be on refrain, guys, with the Toronto Maple Leafs? Are we going to see them do really well and then bow out early again? I think it's them. I think it's the Toronto way. Like, that's just how they are. Like they're gonna they're gonna light it up in the regular season and then go down in a crushing seven game first round series yeah. and lose and then the city of Toronto is gonna just like burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mayor is like the mayor is gonna be doing lines again and you know, it's just gonna be bad news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Now, I mean I don't I do like, you know, the, the problem is too is that you know they don't have a lot of a lot of expiring contracts next year. You know they've got Kasha and the, and a few you know Kyle Clifford guys like that. You know Jason Spezza who maybe this is it. You know maybe it's probably time to retire after that. But the problem is they're going to have to pay Jack Campbell after this year. Yeah, yeah. And Jack Campbell, um, who Jack Skyline Hockey in Ann Arbor, Michigan has a kid named Jack Campbell Bazani. I will say that um, good kid. Um, they're going to have to pay him. I, I, I will say this. I, I actually think Toronto's hope is almost Jack Campbell's playoff performance. Um, and it might it's gonna be. Have to be. It's going yeah. to happen. Because he can't play Morgan Riley 60 minutes. And even him, I don't even think he's that great defensively. Right. You know, I think he's, I think he's adequate. But to me, yeah. it's, they, they just lack. They're just not a good defensive team. They're not no. built for the playoffs. They're built for the regular season. Right. And they're, all their, they're built similar to Edmonton. All their money is in their forwards. Like it's all Tavares, uh, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, like all those guys. Like that's where all their money is. 
So they don't they didn't have any money to spend on the defense and stuff like that. Right. And yeah. So I, Jack Campbell, I, I just love Jack Campbell's story. Like yeah. that Jack Campbell was like left for dead and written off and now he's just unbelievable with Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he the Dallas draft pick or the Kings? Yeah, he was the he was the Stars right. draft pick and they, they basically just gave up on him. Yeah, I remember that. And and gave him to the Kings for like nothing. Yeah. And then he was like a backup there and then he just turned it on and they trade the Kings traded him to Toronto and he's just excelled since he's been there. Right. And I so right now the, the Florida Panthers right now, you know, what used to be a you know kind of a refuge for unwanted Chicago Blackhawks. Um now they're everyone, coached by one. Yeah, and now everyone would love Forsling back um in Chicago. He's doing quite well. But at, this team's got a lot this team is a legit cup contender. They've got the yeah. tools this year yeah i guess the biggest thing with them though is coaching like can burnett it's burnett right yeah can he because this is his first first time being a head man on a bench like unfortunately like the whole the backlash and the aftermath of the kyle beach thing kind of joel quinville had to go away so it's burnett's show now and like they're not going to bring anybody in like is he going to be the the hindrance in the playoffs because yeah, he's never been there before as a coach. No, yep. But I, I just, I, their makeup and their secondary scoring. I mean, guys like Duclair, Bennett, Vetrano, Verhage. I mean, Ducla- Duclair, another guy, another yeah, cast off. Yeah. But yeah. I, Florida might be, you know, of all the cup contenders that we're talking about, that might be one that I'm rooting for really, really hard. And a lot of it is because of Jumbo Joe Thornton would just love to see him finally. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, win a cup. Win a cup and hit pay dirt. I don't even has he even been in a finals? Yeah. Uh, he Didn't he go to the finals with Yeah, he went with San Jose. Did he go? Yeah, that's right. He what, went they lost to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, four games Pittsburgh. to two. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, four games to two. They lost in six. That's right. Yeah, it was, anyway, it was in I mean, the last six years. Yeah, well, I, I thought they were primed for a deep cup run last year and then they bumped into the lightning too early. Now the lightning can just go and do this again. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's also very possible. I mean, I don't, you know, I think that, you know, they're a team, obviously, you know, they lost, they lost some good players. They lost Coleman, you know, they, they lost a lot of sandpaper guys. Yanni Gord. Yanni Gord, another, you know, a great sandpaper guy, but you know, I, I mean, their goaltending is ridiculous. Vasilevsky is, is really something else, you know, I mean, he can, he can get into the playoffs and, and just, and just close it over his own. Yeah. Which is good. And then. I mean, he is, he's that kind of goalie. So, you know, and I, I, Victor Hedman in playoff mode um, is the best defenseman in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, in my depend, in my opinion, I mean, we've talked about him before being the only guy that has truly ever really shut down Patrick Kane and, um, and he's done it so well. And, you know, Stamkos, you know, still a good leader. And, you know, I just, Palak can still put in points and I, Who's betting against Braden Point in the playoffs? Uh, and no they've got nasty Corey Perry, who, as he showed with what Dow, uh, Montreal or Dow, uh, Montreal, yeah, right? Yeah, bitter, he's, bitter beer, bitter beer face Corey Perry. Um, he's just nasty in the playoffs. Finals. Yeah, he's now. I think he's gone to two straight finals. Two straight, yeah. In Dallas and Montreal. That's yeah, right. He lost yep. both of them. Yeah, I mean, yep, he lost both of them. Love him or hate him, he's a winner. He's always. Around. I hate him, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that the one team, and we touched on this briefly a few moments ago, is, is Boston is really at a crossroads right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bruins are, you know, I mean, a, a game away from winning the Stanley Cup in 2019, uh, lost game seven 
um, at the Boston Garden. Um, Mike Milbury made a comment yesterday, you know, that was all over the Twitter universe today that it's time to move away from Patrice Bergeron. I personally disagree with that. Um, I think his contract is up at the end of this year. He is the kind of person and personality that might be willing to take a hometown discount to, to stick around where they can prioritize some other areas. But I don't, I don't think now is the time really for them to make a fire sale. Tuka Rask is probably going to come back sometime this winter. You know, right now they don't really have a number one goalie. The Sweeney signing of Allmark was a huge mistake. Um, I, I had to look Allmark up when he signed him for what is it, five million a year or whatever. I was like, is he really? How many games has this guy played? Um, that almost seemed like a panic move. Felino is fitting in. Charlie Coyle needs to get going. Smith is decent. Taylor Hall, maybe he's just doomed to be on teams that just don't succeed. I don't know. Maybe that's, yeah. maybe that's just his mo. Marshawn is still one of the best wingers in the game. Pasternak needs to be more consistent, but. But the thing is, is that if his contract, if Bergeron's contract expires, I mean, wh- then why did you pay McAvoy all this dough mm-hmm. if you weren't going to go for it? And that's what I keep coming back to is, you know, it's, are you really going to all of a sudden rebuild when you just, you know, prioritize a franchise defenseman? I don't know. Um, DeBrusque needs to go. Like, that needs to happen. You know, they, they can't keep playing him. They can't keep relying on him. You know, trade him for that. Dylan Strom. Trade him for Dylan Strom. I think um, it just really comes down to are, are you are you either all in or all out? No half ass, yeah, yeah. like you know what right. the Blackhawks have been doing. I think it right. just really comes down. To, it's that simple. You're either right. rebuilding or you're contending. You just right. don't and I, you know, Mike Riley. Yeah, you can't, you can't yeah. stay in the mill. It's that's purgatory. That's the worst. Well, they they re-signed Mike Riley in the offseason. He is not a fan favorite around here. Um, I don't think fans are saying, "What is this guy doing?" Um, you know, for three million a year, I think that their scoring has been low. It has been, and it's been reliant on the production line. But their defense is not great either. I mean, they have McAvoy. Grizzlick is kind of—I don't know. Maybe we've seen the best of Mac Grizzlick at this point. Carlo's pretty good. Then Rask might come back and win all these games for them, and then they'll be like, "All right, we're back in it again." And then the playoffs will hit. That division's too tough for them. I don't see them mm-hmm. coming out of it. But I really just don't know what you do right now if you're the Boston Bruins, other than try to ride it out. Um, I think it's just going to come down to riding it out, and then you know wherever you are at the deadline, and then it's going to come down to are they going to do a fire sale or and and tear this whole thing down because you know let's call it the Bergeron Marchand era is that over with? Yeah, that's really I mean, what it's going down to. Yeah, I mean, and it it might be, yeah, it might be coming to a close. I mean, I don't. They're in a tough spot. I mean, I don't, I don't know. They might be a wild card team this year. I mean, I think those top three are that good, unless you know. I mean, who's going to bow out of that top three for Boston? I don't think. I don't and know. they're still, they're still looking up to the Detroit Red Wings. Well, yeah, are- that's and moving to that, what a surprise and awesome surprise the Detroit Red Wings are. That hockey in Motown is where it is, and it, yeah. and Steve Eiserman. So who's surprised? Actually, maybe we no shouldn't way. be surprised. Maybe we shouldn't be surprised. I mean, I. You know, I mean, how good is that Moritz cider pick looking right now that everyone questioned and said, who is this guy? Why are right. you this they, guy? He's, he literally got killed for it. Central scouting had him so low, and mm-hmm. they said, no, 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 no. We're going to bring him in, and we're going to work with him, and we're going to make sure that he's ready, and now he's legit. Yep. Um, yeah, certainly up there for the Calder. Lucas yeah. Raymond is, too, his teammate. Right. Lucas Raymond is good. Yeah, and Pius Suter, nice job, Stan. Let him walk. <laughs> 
you know, he's he's been good on that team too, and that, they could sneak in. Mm-hmm. You know, they they could easily sneak in. I, I would say that that is the surprise team right now. Um, in and that they're just they're right just now. beginning. Like they're just getting started. What's his name? Um, Eiserman's only been what is his second or third year there? Second, he's yeah. been there that long. No, and he's done it before. Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay is literally living off of everything Eiserman did. Oh yeah, there. like yeah. The, that's his. Those are his cup teams. Yeah, it's the it's the Dale Talon syndrome. You know, that's that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I you know, the wheel, they're gonna be back. <laughs> they are back. I, I think it's it creates less anxiety as a Blackhawk fan now that they're not really rivals anymore, which is mm-hmm. a shame that yep. the closest team to you in travel distance is not even in your conference and you play them twice a year, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Thank you, Gary Bettman. Mm-hmm. Um for yeah, Gary Gary Bettman what might be the best rivalry what was the best rivalry in hockey in my opinion you know and 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 thankfully you know they they went out in 2013 with the hawks winning in seven games so we at least have that but i I, the the fact that the blackhawks and the red wings are no longer rivals is is um it's very sad because you need teams that you love to hate yeah um and that's part of loving sports and and i miss my my blood boiling and my bitter hatred toward the the Detroit Red Wings, which isn't there anymore. And now I find them interesting and I hate that. (laughs) And that, and that sucks. And that's just silly. You know, we can talk about Buffalo and Ottawa. I mean, I think Buffalo, I mean, where do we even begin there? I mean, they're just a disaster. They've Um, run out seven goalies. Yeah. I I mean, I just, I think we're up to eight. Yeah. And with, with former uh, Las Vegas golden Knight and Blackhawk legend, Malcolm Subban going there, surrendering what like seven goals and getting hurt yeah and i mean at, at some at some point the ottawa centers they are they are building I, I i do think that they've got young talent and stutzel and, a, and a few other guys going where i think that they're going to get somewhere i mean maybe they'll be the next detroit where all of a sudden they just arrive on the scene and go and everyone goes whoa we're, and we're they're there for two or three seasons until they have to pay people and then they they're back down to crap yep ottawa way ottawa way and then yep. i i don't know we we just talked about the new york islanders um, you know, as far as being the, the disappointing team in the Metro, but I mean, I, there's no arguing the Montreal Canadiens um, being the biggest disappointment in the Atlantic right now. And Cole Caulfield, you know, he saw some time. I think the expectations for him were too big. He saw some time in the A. He's back now. But I mean, the, you know, Carey Price, everyone's like, oh, why would you pay him that much? And Carey Price is overrated. Well, you know, here's life without Carey Price, folks. Yeah. Uh, pretty damn good goaltender. So, um, that's yeah, tough. Right. Yeah. I, I think I Montreal is a place where I'm dying to see a hockey game one day. And um, I always want the Canadians to do well. Best looking sweaters in the league. They just changed management. Bergevin's finally gone. You know, he's been scrutinized. They went into the summer after, you know, being cut finalists. Then they made a very risky PR draft pick, um, which they should not have made. Mm-hmm. Uh, that young man who had gotten into some trouble. Um, and now they're just falling down the tubes. And uh, so um, Bergevin deserved to Bergevin deserved to go before that. But then when they absolved him of all sins for the, his role in the Kyle beach situation too, it was just, it was bad. Yeah. So it's time for him to take a break from the game. Um, I think that's for sure. And I'm, I don't know what they're going to do. I think they've got an interim GM right now. Um, Well, they hired uh, Gorton. They hired Gorton. Is that on an interim basis? No, I think he's actually got a 
five-year deal, I want to say. Yeah, like because Gordon and Rutherford are the big names that have the former GMs that have gotten jobs that, in, at least in my head, I thought would be potential president of hockey ops for the Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's too bad. I'm I'm really hoping that you know that they give at least some sort of office role or a player personnel role to a uh, Matthew Darsh. Um, great Montreal player, my former prep school teammate, McGill graduate, who's a really, really smart guy. Um, and he's going to be great in management and hockey one day. And if they, if my, if the Habs don't decide to scoop him up, you know, the ducks are rumored to be interested in him as well. Um, I would love if the Blackhawks took a flyer on him as well. So, um, we'll see, but, but either way, um, the NHL's cooking for boys. Um, any other thoughts or comments on tonight we went for a while broke it down good talk on the league uh shawnee any final thoughts just um i'm excited to see where it goes from here like we're 20 something games in i'm excited to see where it goes from here because i mean teams we were talking about now could be we could be talking about the islanders and the resurgence and we could be talking about the rangers falling out of it we could be talking about minnesota just collapsing mm-hmm. and i'm just um i'm excited to see where it's gonna go yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah me too bardo what do you think final thoughts yeah you know i i i think the interesting thing is and the, <laughs> the theme that i kind of picked up Last, uh, of, across the board is kind of what teams are going to do um at the deadline it's a theme almost every year you know who's a contender who's a pretender who's buying who's selling um, I'm always fascinated by that and and sort of what the market looks like and what teams are willing to give up and whatnot. Yeah. So um, to me, that's, you know, going to be coming real quickly, you know, when the, once the calendar turns. So I'm just curious to see what what happens there. Yeah, Bardo, that's a good thing. I, I totally forgot about that. And that's a huge thing. I, I like to see what I love trade. Trade deadlines are my favorite days of the year. Yeah, same here. And one other thing, actually, has there been a season where we've seen three general managers change in the middle of the year? I don't, I don't know. remember. No, no. I, I mean, I no, that's certainly not something on my radar screen. That's yeah, usually the coaches go from, a, from yeah. that standpoint with trades and stuff and the trade deadline. I, I I think that's interesting. Yeah, interesting, interesting enough. That's for sure. Well, anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, great stuff tonight. We will be back, whether we're talking about the Hawks or we're talking about the NHL or we're talking about uh, some goats in NHL history. We're even touching base on the World Junior Tournament ahead of what will be an awesome tournament uh, coming up around the holidays. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, on behalf of my colleagues, Sean Fitzgerald and The Bard, I'm Andy Campbell. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Be well. Thanks for listening for this breakdown of uh, – of the league as we know it. Alrighty, take care.